This episode is sponsored by the Lucha Legends series, Volume 1, The Legend of Aguila Azul. The Lucha Legends is a series of books for elementary school children aimed at teaching some life's lessons against the backdrop of Lucha Libre. The books explore topics such as loyalty, honesty, friendship, surviving a loss, and bullying. The first story in the Lucha Legends series by Paul Burrell with illustrations by Julio Aguerra. All Gervasio Garcia wanted his whole life was to be a luchador like the great luchadors he read about as a kid growing up in Chicago's little village neighborhood. He wanted to wear a mask and fly high over the heads of adoring fans as he vanquished the villains, the ones he called rudos, and outsmarted their cheating ways. Enter the magical world of the lucha legends, discover the sounds of matracas and cheering of a crowd, the smells of churros and sweat and all of the sensations of a lucha libre night where dragonflies wrestle cats and the Tecnicos do battle with the Rudos. The Legend of Aguila Azul is the first in the classic Lucha Legend series, ideal for children of all ages and anyone who loves the long tradition and rich pageantry of Lucha Libre. That's right, Chris. Head on over to www.lucha-legends.com, don't forget the dash, to purchase volume one of the Lucha Legend series, The Legend of Aguila Azul. You can also head on to their Facebook page at facebook.com backslash legends of the Lucha. All the links you'll need to purchase will be in the description of this episode and will also be on twoheelsandaface.com. You can purchase the book on Apple Books, Google Play, and Amazon Kindle. And now let's get into the episode. <laughs> ever, ever, two heels in a face. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Tuesday the Face Wrestling Podcast. On today's episode, we have a, a he's a last minute replacement, although he doesn't feel like it because it's someone I think we we've known. I think Chris has known him a little bit longer than I have. Um, and I don't think we've had a moment where we haven't he hasn't put a smile on our face. Uh, before we introduce this guest, um, Chris, I want to check in and see how you're doing. I know we checked in a little bit before this recording and we we have like the midweek, uh, we had some midweek exhaustion, but we found a way to power through and now we're here. I, that I was, I was hoping that today when I woke up, it was Friday and ready for the weekend. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I think collectively over uh, Monday and Tuesday, I've slept, you know, four or five hours. So it's been one of those weeks, but, and, and I was actually a little hesitant to, to like jump on here. I'm like, do I, do I just let Charlie handle this one? Uh, but you know, I, I got a couple beers and I feel great. So, and then there you go. hashtag <laughs> Viva La Chico in the house. Yeah. Hey, so, doing? Our guest is, uh, we're doing great. Our guest is Chico, uh, ring name, I believe is Chico Suave. I just call him Chico. Exactly. Is that how you want us to refer to you this whole, or please introduce uh, yourself. Chico the ref. I don't know. You, you let us know. <laughs> Uh, you guys can call me Chico. Uh, Cheeks. Everybody at uh, Free at the Academy calls me uh, Cheeks for short. Okay. But you guys feel free to call me Chico, Cheeks, whatever you guys feel comfortable. I suave. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Chico's a wrestler, uh, Chicagoland area, and we're going to get to know a little bit more about him. I think you have 
uh, like a fun, a fun personality and we know you. And I think we, when we have people on this podcast, we want to know them a little bit beforehand, which we discuss in, in detail on uh, one. I think it was a, our set, our second previously published episode um, where we talked about like everything that, what two of face means to us and how we got started and things like that. So we mm-hmm. built some rapport with you and yeah, mm-hmm. we're like, we, you sent out a tweet. I think it said like, I've never been on a podcast and we're like, why, why not? So like, let's get you on. Uh, so I've never been to like, I've never been asked to be uh, on a podcast or anything or interview like that. Uh, I've been to the radio station once, but that was like years ago. And like, I always see me in the background, just quiet, like, <laughs> what do I say? And, <laughs> and my Spanish is not as great as it used to be years ago, but it's like, all right, you know, see what I could do from here. So to be able to speak to you two, uh, just let you guys know, I actually listened to your last episode. I believe it was The Origins. Yeah, uh, that's the one I'm, refer- I'm referencing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, this morning I woke up, you know, I, I go to work around five in the morning. And uh, I'm like, you know what? Put this on the way to, on the way to work. And since I have the headphones, listen to what you got to say. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I was entertained. You know, for the time I had right there, really worth it. So you guys did a great job on my end. So you gotta approve us. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. It's good to know. It's good to just no matter how many times we record or how many years go by, which it, they seem to be stacking up. It's good to just hear that affirmation. So I appreciate that. Yeah, um, yeah always. Chris, right. the, the so, salad bar, or the, yeah. the buffet line, what is it? We are oh. doing a wrestling buffet line with Chico Suave, a.k.a. Cheeks. Um, <laughs> and how the the buffet, uh, the wrestling buffet line works is, you know, some of you are familiar with it. Some of you might not. And it's basically we break up this podcast episode into three sections. The salad bar, quick, fresh takes, kind of uh, getting to know on a surface level who Chico is. Uh, and then we'll dig deep into the hot plate where things get a little more serious and we get to hear a oh. little more about in-depth stuff with, with Chico and what he's doing in the indie scene. Um, and then we'll move on to dessert, which is guilty pleasures. We'll have some fun fun uh, questions there and we'll uh, cap that off with word association. So um, it should be a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So it, it's, it's good. I guess a positive is that for us, if you've never been on a podcast, you know, hopefully people who are listening to this who probably don't know your wrestling origin story will learn that because we usually try to stray away from those questions a little oh. bit more because they can be a little redundant for someone who's been on podcasts before. Right. I, I see it as a positive that I'm going to learn more about you and I think the, the fans are too. I think I want to learn more about myself right now to with you guys. <laughs> no, but this is this is awesome. I uh, really thank you guys. This is a huge opportunity. This is a huge learning uh, experience for me also. So the near future, I'll be like, you know what? I was on this one podcast. <laughs> in the face, and these guys taught me everything I know now, so I got to put them over all the time. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll hope it. you remember us yeah. at that point. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll, I'll try to get started off. off. Yeah. Okay, I'll get started off. Um, sorry, I usually just talk too much. Um, Chico, we asked a very broad question to this, uh, at the, usually at the start of the buffet line, and um, we usually get some interesting answers, but I want to know exactly about, about wrestling. What about it? What specific part of it 
is the part that you love. Now, people answer this question different in different ways, but like, wh- there's a lot of things that are wrapped up into professional wrestling. But what's the what's the part that keeps you coming back to it? Uh, for me, it's being able to build confidence and to be able to go out there and do whatever, what do what you feel comfortable with. Uh, for me, it's like I've been exposed to like the lights and the cameras and all that stuff because in my younger years, uh, at a very young age, uh, I have photos right here. Uh, I did gymnastics for a bit. So I was exposed to like, okay, these are people are here, they pay or they're here for free. They're watching you. And I like that spotlight, you know, and that's what I like about wrestling. It's like, you get that spotlight on you. You know, there's a lot of guys who can do a thousand things, but what makes you special? What makes you different? Well, that's what professional wrestling is. It's what makes you different from everybody else. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think you listened to the episode that we were referencing and we, it's in our Twitter bio. We embrace being different. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that is hugely key to standing yes. out uh, amongst the crowd. So yeah, I think that's a great answer. So when, you know, being different is something that you like about professional wrestling. Mm. How, how long have you, or how old were you? How long ago did you start training? Cause I mean, I, I've, I've been, you know, going to different promotions and I've seen you around for, you know, X amount of years, but I don't mm. think you were a green, green talent. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, uh, I started in 2008. I started training in 2008. And the reason I remember that year is because I never went to eighth grade. Uh, let's go back a little back uh, in the way back machine. Uh, I was a little bit of a hoodlum. You know, I was on the streets doing things I should have been doing. And, but I had this love of professional wrestling. And so one day, um, me and my mom over here at home, we got into it and I ended up going to Colombia for a year. Mm. And I did, I did one year in Colombia and came back. I was lean. I was cut. I was very, very healthy. And my mom found the school of Lucha Libre. Right. And I guess you could say from like right then, my mom was like the pushing point for me to start this journey as a professional wrestler. Nice. So, so did you, were you like a, a wrestling fan or a Lucha Libre fan before that? Or uh, Okay, so I never watched Lucha Libre. Triple A, CML, I've mm-hmm. never watched it. Uh, I know I think there was a Lucha Libre USA at one point uh, that was shown on MTV. Never never watched it. I never knew um, Blue Demon and all these mass wrestlers. I never well, you you know, knew of them. but I knew of them, but I never right, right, seen right. them. I've okay. never like exposed to that, that, uh, that culture. You know, mm-hmm. I was for me, it was oh, me growing up. It was always people like Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, um, Ed, Cena, Benoit, all these guys that, you know, came up through the ruthless aggression era. Mm-hmm. So I can say I'm a ruthless aggression, a ruthless aggression era. Kid. Okay, cool. So, now, yeah, Chris, I mean, Chris talks about that a little bit. Chris, was the, was it uh, growing up? Was it hard to find that true Lucha Libre or was it, or was it hidden a little bit or. I mean, yeah, it was a struggle like yeah. catching it. Uh, you know, I think uh, I, I talked about that. I used to Monday nights, you know, starting at six o'clock, I'll be watching that on Galavision and then, mm-hmm. you know, get that 30 minute recap of what I just watched. But like, that was the only thing. And but there'll be weeks where you'll be watching the same show. It's not like they had any storylines or anything. Like mm-hmm. it was just straight Lucha Libre. You would see the same matches, like maybe every, three weeks or something like that. So 
you had to like get lucky and find a channel or something because it was very mm. sporadical. Like it wasn't like you tune in mm-hmm. for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, no, no, not the same. Not the like same spo- uh, exposure and everything. Uh, like I said, uh, for me, when I when the very first time I was exposed to Lucha Libre, it's like spot, 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 spot. One, two, three, kick out, and this and that, this and that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, where's the storytelling? Like, where what's going on here? Is everybody's just throwing themselves around, you know? Yeah. And so, so we'll go later on about when I first started training and everything with with these guys in the future. So yeah. Yeah, um, and you've done some refing uh, as well, right? Is that a new thing? Uh, so in the beginning, when I, you know, started training and everything, the first thing I did, besides bringing on the ring, was um, being a ref. Okay. And I see that that helped me growing up in the business. Is because in the sense of like I learned how to communicate with the wrestlers. Okay. You know what I mean, you know, being able to see how they react and how the car reacts, you know, firsthand, you know, if I'm in the bag, I can't see what's going on. I can't see what what they're saying to each other. So for me, for this opportunity to be out there up close and impersonal and, you know, go off the reaction, it was helpful for me because eventually I I learned, okay, this is what people like. This is what this type of crowd likes. And this is the type of thing that these people don't like. So I balance it, you know, I kind of learned that way. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely have a, a, a training question at the start of the hot plate. So we can dive a little bit more into things you learned. Um, in terms of wrestling now, what are you watching? Like, what do you turn on during the week to get your wrestling fixed? Uh, man, it hasn't been the same for me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts to catch up, actually. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have time to be watching wrestling because it's like uh, I'm working and I come home, shower, sleep, go to training, be there three, four hours, come back home. And it's like for me to find some time to watch some wrestling, you know, if yeah. I'm on the road or if I'm on break time, like I'll take out the YouTube and I'll look some uh, New Japan. I'll watch some AAA. Okay. I'll watch some WWE here and there. So anything that I'm in the mood to watch, it's just right there on YouTube. Yeah, well, wrestling sub buffet, whatever you're in the mood for, right? It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's true though. Like I, I kind of have those spurts that you're talking about too, where it's just like you're so exhausted and you want to watch wrestling when you can be focused on it. But some some days mm. you're just like pooped, basically, and you don't want to you don't want to use your brain at all, basically. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're mm. just, at least it's good that you're still trying to squeeze it in when you can, because I think mm. even during this pandemic which is basically one big depression Ooh. cycle sometimes uh, um yeah. you know it's hard it's easy to fall out of like stuff you love so yeah yeah um because i i had the the rona for a while back and it was just like wrestling 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 and then trying to eat trying to sleep trying to find a way to like survive during this whole pandemic and everything so mm-hmm. wrestling has has been there for me well I've been in bed just. Uh, <laughs> uh, I could do that. I miss that. Chris, were you going to say but, something? I cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to, you know, kind of close off the salad bar um, by asking. Uh, I don't know if you're a salad guy, but what would mm. be, what's the, your favorite ingredient in a salad? Mm, uh, 
the, the letters, I guess, the green, the letters. <laughs> the greens. Keeping the it green. simple. Big nutrient guy, simple. huh? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, man. I can't eat vegetables. You give me a steak, give me a meat, I'll eat it all. It'll look great. <laughs> That's good. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. All right. Well, we can move on to the hot plate. And so I guess the, the, the first question there is, did you train under Discovery? Yes, sir. Uh, Discovery. So I started training in 2008 under Galil Libre, And uh, I met Discovery through there. But before I was able to train with Discovery, I had to come for a, a whole month trial. So it was, three, mm-hmm. it was four Sundays. And I came in for two There's of like them. like 17 Gali shows, right? Basically, almost. <laughs> at that time? At that time, yeah. Um, I was uh, taught, okay, you know, this is how you take a bump. This is how you hit the ropes and everything by Yakuza. And then mm-hmm. within two weeks, you know, Carlos like, all right, you're going to train with Discovery. So uh, first day was a Tuesday. It was hot. I remember my mom uh, took me to practice. And I met Discovery, I met Atomico, I met his kids, uh, I met Frunabre, I met a lot of luchas. So if you guys go to lucha, uh, any galley show, any lucha show that's been there, it's been there for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And shout out to them. Um, and yeah, so the, the first, maybe like first five minutes of like jumping in the ring, I ended up vomiting all over the place. And I no. guess that's how you could say uh, I started my relationship with, with Disco. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. Let's see what we can do with you. So, years later, here I am. Uh, was it like on the ring, or was it like no? So, uh... so, uh, I missed. I timed horribly. Uh, I ate around like six, six thirty, and practice was at seven thirty. Right. Oh, so okay. Like, yeah, we hit the. I hit the ropes. One, two, three. Jump over the guy. Roll out. And I'm like, man, I don't feel so good. And I just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom and I, I, I'm not going to you. I missed the toilet. I hit everything, that the, the sink, the wall, <laughs> the toilet paper, everything was full of, uh, full of vomit except the toilet seat. And I guess from that moment on, that's where the relationship between me and Carlos started, you know. As most, most people see us nowadays, oh, back in the day, they, they saw us like father and son, you know, and that's 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 where I could say the relationship started with me okay. and Carlos. Was he in there helping you clean up or was he rag? Was he more sympathizing oh, or ragging? No, uh, oh, I, go, I still remember. I He was in his office. I walked in and I'm like, Senor Robles. He's like, I'm like Mr. Robles. He's like, ah. I'm like, ah. I vomit all over your bathroom. <laughs> looks down, looks at me, looks down, looks at me again, grabs a paper towel, throws him. He's like, clean it up, kid. I'm like, all right. And there we go. That's how it started for me. Oh, uh, it's a good story. So, from but the- intentionally, I'm wearing my Gali shirt. Hey, go. There you go. Shout out to Carlos. Uh, what did you What did you learn uh, in ring wise from Discovery? I know rest in peace. I know he recently passed. Um, yeah. what, what are some things you he, he taught you that you're you know you can take forward? Papa, Papa, let me tell you, he taught me everything. 
everything from training to hitting the ropes to, you know, basically trying to be a luchador and just work the ropes and jump around and be athletic and everything. I'm not as good on the ropes, but I'm flexible. Like I, I could, you know, do things that most people are like, oh, okay. I didn't know he could do that, mm-hmm. you know? And I gave it to Disco because this, uh, see the, the people, students nowadays had it easy with Disco. It was, all right, guys, like, we're going to, before we hit the ring, we're going to take bumps. We're going to take, we're going to do all these lessons on the concrete floor first. On concrete. So, like, we're Jesus. doing leapfrogs. Yeah, that's the way we were, that's the way we were brought up because he wanted to make our body strong and everything in case, because you never know. You never know. You might be in a situation, you, you might be in a show where it's in the streets and you got nothing but concrete, you know, or you might have padding around. So, I saw that as a perfect way to learn and to adapt to any situation, you know. Uh, Disco, like, man, like, Disco is the godfather of Lucha Libre here in Chicago, okay? Like, anybody, so almost everybody has gone through through him, you know, learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I, know, I know Jesus Bryce went through him for a bit. Um, Mustafa Ali went through him for, for a bit. Um, a ricochet, a lot of people, you know, has come and had maybe five, ten minutes with with disco, and you know, it's the best time ever, you know. And there, there isn't a day that I go by that I don't miss him. I don't think about him. Like, if I were to close my screen right now and turn it on, like my last screen is just me and him. You yeah. know, it was probably probably the second to third last photo that I had with him, and it was at Taco Fest twenty. 18 or 2017 was the last time that you know before the what happened yeah 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 no i I mean i keep hearing you know great you know good memories of you know a lot of the the chicago folks that that got a chance to you know not just spend those five minutes that are Mm -hmm. you know super important for other people but they got to train with them on a weekly basis and Um, one thing sorry to cut you off so mm -hmm. sorry but (laughs) this goal always believed in his students. I don't care if you have no experience in any sport or if you have the most experience, you were in the highest of highest. Disco was always there to motivate you, was always there to push you, to always believe in you. And if you did not do it the way he believed in you and he, you know, he saw you lacking, he'll come to you, he'll look straight in the eye and he'll be like, yeah, he'll just smack you, just smack <laughs> you as hard as you can, and he'll be like, "Do it again." And the the moment he smacks you, you do it, you do it perfectly. He'll come to you, walk, and be like, "Ike," and he's like, "And what? And what? I told you." <laughs> and from there on, this go earn my respect. Yeah, that's like he's like, like a, to me, he's my lucha father or grandfather. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it just sucks. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, that's you, you just said what I tried to say because I, I don't have that experience, right? I didn't get to treat them like you guys did. And and it's just these stories that I hear over and over. You know, and it's unfortunate, you know, you know, after his his passing, all these stories come out and people speaking how good of a teacher, mentor, and yeah. it just kind of like like you said, I hear about about him, like he believed in the people that he trained. Yes. He pushed you to the limit. So that's that's just you know great to hear from from you and in your experience yeah um and that leading you to 
a hardcore match with Pat Monix. Can we talk about that? Yeah, speaking of, of taking bumps on concrete. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pat Monix. So what can I say about Pat Monix first? Uh, Pat is a really good friend of mine. Because uh, he was like, Pat Monix. It wasn't Project Monix yet. No, it was not Project Monix. It was just Pat Monix. Mm-hmm. Um, I met him through uh, Bryce's um, freelance. I, I think it was the Underground Wrestling Academy. Okay. Right? So this is, this is way before Freelance Underground uh, came mm-hmm. to be. And I met Pat and we talked to him here and there. You know, he was really good at American. I was really good at Lucha. And then we started working with each other. Um, he was teaming up with Storm for a bit. And then mm-hmm. Carlos was like, hey, you know what? Why not throw these two, you know, me and him together? And me and him just gelled perfectly. It just worked mm-hmm. out great. You know, and Pat's one of those guys. It's like same thing like Disco. It's like if you see something in you, take his hand. You're gonna make it. <laughs> so, what was your guys' uh, tag team name? Did you have a name? What? So no, we didn't have no name. Okay. It was just it was you didn't two need guys. One. Yeah. We didn't need one. Uh, but Pat eventually came out with the uh, Team Chico. Uh, oh, as there a, you go. As a as a parody of uh, Team Angle. Okay. <laughs> because if anybody knows lucha is you know uh in lucha it the whole the um, the mass is the most important thing you know on, on a wrestler right right so what do you do to a wrestler that doesn't wear a mask what else does he have besides his career his family his taxes his hair so um you know in guy's show i you know, lost, she went bald, did the entire, maybe oh, yeah. 20, 2016, I think it was, 2016, 2017, just all Kurt Suave. And uh, it was just a parody <laughs> of Kurt Angle. Uh, it got over somehow, <laughs> one way or another, it, it worked. It's golly, you don't have to explain it. <laughs> you don't, you don't, it just works. Um, but the original gimmick, or the original idea, when I was bald, is because I like to impression a lot of wrestlers, so... I was like, hey, why not just do all these bald wrestlers? First person was uh, Bam Bam Bigelow, because I had the flaming uh, singlet for a bit. Nice. We, 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 we were going to paint my head and everything. We were going to do it. Um, we were going to do the big show, and we were going to call him the Big Swap. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what else? Good. We had uh, Swapberg. We have Swapberg. Swapberg. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, Pat's like, hey man, why not just come out with team uh come out as team Chico? And I'm like, okay, cool. And the crowd from there on loved it. We were we were I could say we were hot at the at the time, mm-hmm. you know. Um before Pat was my partner, I had uh another uh, another Chicago legend, uh Willie the Bomb Richardson. The Chicago, okay. uh, I've heard of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, me and him, we were the original, like, Team Chico. Okay. And, you know, politics happened, stuff happened, and, you know, Willie left, and so I was without a partner. So, yeah. that's why Carlos said, hey, you're still in Pat, let's throw in Chico, see what happens. And yeah. the crowd just basically made us work together and made it, made it work well. Putting together that hardcore match, what did you guys talk about you wanted to do? Because I know there was like a vertical suplex table spot and some other stuff, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, I We looked at each other. I'm like, let's go all out. He's like, sure. Uh, there was one thing we wanted to do that we that was taken out 
last minute and then re uh, re implemented, but we decided not to do it was uh, thumbtacks. Ah, so towards oh. so so th- uh, towards the end of the match where you saw I think it was either me or Pat throwing chairs into the ring, mm-hmm. that was originally supposed to be thumbtacks and everything. Um, ah. But Carl was like, "No, we can't have that. We don't want no blood on the kids and this that." I all right, cool. They hit my music. He comes up to me. He looks at me. He's like, "Thumbtacks are a go." I'm like, <laughs> you, you guys. <laughs> Gotta be kidding me! I'm like I, I can't right now, and you know we we get it. And I'll be honest with you, that was probably my first going through a table spot ever with Pat. Okay. So um, it was a good match. It was a fair match. I think it, I think we left the you know the crowd very satisfied. Yeah, you know, um, I can always say Pat. Is, I could always say Pat is my favorite rival. He's my he's my best partner, but my best rival. He takes out the best in me, and then I learn something from him at the end of the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So That's awesome. I, I try to keep in contact with him. We got each other's number. We talk here and there. He'll tag me on something on Instagram or on Twitter, and I'll just reply, like, yeah, let's do it. Or, hey, are we gonna, we're going to – we're getting back together. He's like, soon, my son, soon. Yeah. <laughs> and, then he posts, and then he posts up a photo of himself with no caption, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, and what's going on? And then his little like teasing hooks that he throws out there. I see you, Pat. I love him. Uh, yeah, we all see you, Pat. We all see you. In fact, Honestly, I respond with the eye emoji to most of them, and that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, think about it. In that hardcore match, um, I beat Pat Monix. Okay? okay, I beat him fair and square, one, two, three. So then we had another match. It was for the junior Gotti Junior Championship, and he beat me for that one. So Pat Monix, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, if anybody, <laughs> anybody here, just cut this little slice out. I'm calling you out, Papa. I'm calling you out because I want that last rubber match, Papa. I think it's time that Pat Monix kind of. I mean, not right now the pandemic, but there was a, there's a time and a place for Pat Monix to come back. And when that time comes, I'll be right there. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Can't wait. I'm ready. Um, would so out of all the matches that you had and how you you were talking about this match, pretty hyped up. What is the fa- your your personal favorite match that you've been a part of? Hmm. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with Gali goes underground or Gali versus Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. I remember. I was there for that show. Okay, I think it was a uh, six man. It was myself, Mojo McQueen, and I forgot the third person versus Slayer, Golden Star, and Funabre, right? Okay. And that that match, uh, you know, I I recently got out of a relationship, a very very toxic, very horrible relationship, and I was down in the gut in the gutter. The day of the show, you know, seeing all those people out there, that really, like, puffed me up. And maybe, like, yeah, let's go out. It was a packed out. house, for sure. Super packed. I've never, I mean, uh, I was probably, like, second or third biggest crowd I've wrestled, you know, in Gali. Mm-hmm. And um, just to be right there in front of that crowd, it's probably one of my favorites. It's because, you know, you see... In the background, we're like, oh, okay, you know, it's boom, 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 we're doing this. But then when you're out there, you see the guys re- popping for everything you're doing right, and the crowd is going with it. It's like the best thing in the world. So I will have to say that show specifically, that match specifically, was by far my favorite match, show, whatever you want to label it. It's mm-hmm. top, top for me. Nice. 
Yeah, the crowd usually, if the crowd's hot, usually I feel like that mm-hmm. is part of the recipe to leading to a lot of people's best performances. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it, like, Lucha, uh, when it comes to Lucha and American, is a Lucha crowd can be sometimes hard to catch their attention because they've seen it all. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Luchas, you know, ah, you, this guy did that? Shoot. This, our, one of our mas- mask guys from Mexico did that. And so it's like, what can you do for them to react? And that's that's one thing I always, you know, everybody always says is listen to your crowd and, you know, pay attention to do simple things, but make it mean something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. And how do you... um you know, we've seen you ref uh, specifically at Zillow, uh mm. during this pandemic. You know, how do you take that in now that there's that, like, I mean, 50 people, like one of the shows that, we, that Charlie and I attended, uh, we were trying to make noise because it's like, you know, we want to give the wrestler, we want to give the performer mm. in the ring something to work out of mm. um, because we're used to that. And when there's, you know, 50 people or less than that and there's masks around, there's not a lot of noise happening. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you, how, how difficult is that? Or have you seen the difference between obviously working regularly versus now under the pandemic rules? Uh, well, would you be able to perform at your at top I, performer? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it could be 50 people, it could be 10 people, it could be 10,000 people. It don't matter. You know, it could, mm-hmm. we could be streaming this live. Add, for me, performance is key. You want to give everybody something, you know, to remind you, remember you by, and everything. And uh, it's just something that we had to adapt. You know, the wrestling business is always adapting. You know, yeah. we're always changing. We're always learning something new. Sure. You know, um, you know, for, for example, like WWE is like before. You know, with the whole pandemic. Uh, happening you know they were going off at the pc and you know it was that moment for them to show you that they could grab a crowd without a crowd without yeah. grab the attention of, of the viewer without a crowd reaction mm-hmm. you know if the person in the ring if i could connect or i could relate to the person speaking in the middle of the ring or having that match then they're doing a good job but if i'm not having that attention then i'm more like ah uh, what can we do to make it different yeah speaking of one of those refereeing um excuse me one of those matches you refereed at Zella mm. you did do something very different it was in uh, Miss Kate and oh god I can't think of her name now at the moment uh, I just had it uh, she, she has a new, a new name uh, uh, Ju- Apple Apple Green Ju- Julia I don't remember Julia Julia yeah we sound uh, I, honestly apologies uh, I just haven't seen her work that much but um and, and it's been like six months since that show happened, maybe. I don't yes. know. It's been like at least four months. <laughs> yeah, uh, it does. But you, to get, you know, to get through the pandemic, you took a drug in the ring, right? Um, and then you came out with, uh, it gave you the I munchies. No recollection, <laughs> no recollection of this. I, I remember eating something very, very tasty. Something right. It, before the Cheetos, with. you know, before the Cheetos, it was tasty. And then the Cheetos were even tastier, right? Is that, that just seemed like, yes. you know. A way to stick out, a way to kind of get through, mm-hmm. get through uh, the pandemic, you know, take some drugs. Right, <laughs> right. Yes. Hey, guys, recreational all the way. I approve of it, you know. Um, 
Uh, what can I say? Uh, yeah, uh, Missy, you know, she's like, hey, you know, this is something I want to try to get over. Like, would you be interested in doing this? And I looked at her and I'm like, I got you. Jay Raves. Yeah, Jay Raves. Uh, Thank you. Jay Raves. Um, you know, they're like, hey, we want to get this over. You know, it's uh, one way, you know, they crowd into it, have them in a good mood and everything. Like, All right, cool. Let's have some fun, you know. And I love comedy. So if you give me a comedy idea, I'm going to try to make it <laughs> the best that I can, you yeah. know. Um, so obviously you guys saw me went out, come back in with a bag of Cheetos and everything. And I was in a better place, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, the crowd's reacting. I mean, you guys were there. People were right. laughing. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw, I did not let go of those bags of chips at all. The whole time, I'm doing the Right, doing, doing the count, you're still Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do remember that. on the side. <laughs> and uh, also, to also hear commentary, like, react, like, hey, hey where, where's our ref going? And like, okay, like, this, he's wrestling with chips? That This is awesome, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's I all was, I want. I was confused on what the drug was going to be because Jay Raves is very – a lot like electro techno uh, party hype and i thought you were to come out like sweating like I, you just took like somali and i was like oh no oh no see, okay <laughs> if we it, uh, uh, here see this is what i what i would have done if it was molly uh i'll probably be shirtless reffing with yeah. her you know <laughs> dancing in the way you know in between in between in between like, just dancing. one yeah. two three <laughs> you know Something as simple as this, and you guys are laughing. It's like, okay, Absolutely. if it makes you guys laugh and it makes me laugh, it's gonna make everybody else laugh. Right, exactly. We did it. So that was part of the, I wanna bring it up because we had funniest moment in the ring as a question. And that was one of, I mean, it was it was a funny moment for all of us for sure. Do you have a, do you have a, like a biggest uh, botch or mess up memory that, you look back on maybe at the time you're like oh shit but you look back on it now and it it, it is pretty funny uh okay uh this is probably in the earlier stages of like me starting to be a professional or a professional luchador um i was supposed to do a you know jumping supposed to jump into the ring and my foot got stuck on the top rope and i'm falling i end up hitting okay. the apron and i tripped and i go into the barricade now these barricades are pretty old. I mean, I could yeah. blow it and it'll just fall apart. <laughs> so I end up hitting that barricade, falling into the crowd, and <laughs> I hit a family, oh, right? Geez. And I didn't see them. The first person in the front row was a little boy. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, just, I just break Harry down. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> And I just go back in the ring, get my ass whipped for like <laughs> five minutes. But uh, yeah, that's one of the few times. Nice. Yeah, he's always gonna be the little boy that got taken out by Chico and the barricade. I'm sorry, brother. I mean, I bet you right now he's growing up to beat me up one day. Uh, yeah, he's like, <laughs> they're, they're I remember story. that kid. Yeah, the <laughs> story. Uh, nice. What are you looking forward to once we get rest? wrestling back what are you looking forward to the most is it just wrestling or is it the camaraderies anything specifically ah uh, okay uh when things get back to normal the first thing i i, I want to do is just besides get on a show is hit the road the reason mm-hmm. i got this into this business is to travel for me the best way i mean uh, for Good me answer. i always believe 
thank you. Uh, I believe that in order for someone to grow, and in order for someone to learn in this business, they need to go on the road, meet different people, and then learn their style of wrestling, their style, their style of living and everything. So that way you have that history in your mind. So when you go back to wherever, or if you go somewhere else and you meet someone that has that exact same style, you're like, oh, wait, okay. I know how to work this, this style. Or I know how to work alongside with you, partner. Mm-hmm. So that's that's for me is uh, first thing is just trying to get booked out of state and just go, go yeah. and go as far as I can. You know, uh, I had the blessed privilege of going from Chicago to Canada, uh, Chicago to Indiana, Wisconsin, um, Ohio. You know, it's it's like more. It's things like that that motivate me. Want to motivate me more each time in each yeah. show. It's just I want to go. I want to go. Want to go. And mm-hmm. I, I have you know, I have my two guys. I always go to them. Like, hey, you have anything? Hey, you have anything? Or hey. Where are you going? Like, what are you doing? Like, can I come with you? And, you know, try to bug as much people as I can. Yeah. What are, What does the comeback road look like for you to, to be able to do that? Is it just training right now? Or are you working on any sort of, uh, like, pitching or anything like that? Or any sort of content? Right now, I'm just strictly training. Okay. Um, right now, I'm at the uh, Freelance Rental Academy. So anybody that's, shout out to those guys, uh, to all the students that, are there like you guys you guys keep pushing yourselves you guys are basically the next generation you know of wrestlers to come by you know um i just training right now i am currently trying to save up for a uh trip a three-month trip down in georgia okay uh i'm i'm tr- i'm saving up for that uh i had an email I, I received an email saying hey you were accepted, so now we have to go through the uh, the payment process and all that, and then hopefully, where I go from here is you know helps me out in the near future. Is that a tra- is that a wrestling school you're referring to? It's a wrestling Georgia? school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Georgia. Um, I don't want to say any any details yet. Sure, until like, sure. I, 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 until like I can for sure say, okay, I'm in, and yeah. here yeah. I am. You know, I don't want to be like here. I I, I want to do this, and then nothing happens. Right. So. Cool. Congrats. I mean, at least so far. Yeah. So far, so far. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before we, you know, get to the, the end of the hot plate, I do want to go back and ask, cause you said your mom is the one that like, was like Chico, you have to, you know, go to the, this school train. Like, Mm -hmm. how was that? I want to know, like, how was that process like, and Mm -hmm. were you resistant to it? And, and how big is your mom of, you know, a wrestling fan? Like, I want to know about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, shoot. I was probably eight, nine years old. Probably. I don't remember. Um, I was going to the bathroom. It was Monday. It was a Monday. It was in October. It was, it was a Monday. Probably had to be a 2003, four. Okay. And I saw the TV. And at that time, it was this young dude beating up this old dude with a chair and the guy was all bloody up and he was just scorching blood. And at that moment, right there and then I said to myself, I want to do that for a living. I want to beat up old people in front of millions and millions of people. <laughs> so the next day I go to the, I go to the, uh, the garage. I take a, a steel chair 
I go looking for my grandma. I'll be like, Grandma, you're next. <laughs> this is what I learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's how I got my exposure to professional wrestling. Um, yeah, my, for my mom, you know, I, I, like I said, I was in military school for a year in okay. Colombia. Uh, I came back. My, there was a store here from like maybe 10 minutes from, from where I'm at right now. Um, they had pictures of wrestlers and this and that. And my mom's like, hey, you know, where can I, where, where can I find that? And mm-hmm. he goes like, what, mask? He's like, we sell them here. He's like, no, 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 no. The, the, the wrestling. She's like, oh, well, we know, you know, we know this company. It was in uh, Addison or Benzema at the time. And that's how I met Carlos. Um, beginning stages when she, the first person to think to take me to practice was my grandma, actually. You know, my grandma at the church, uh, my grandma, we went down there. We were there for an hour or two. My grandma will be watching. She's like, see, we call duro harder. See? <laughs> and at times if she saw that, I didn't get it right. Like she, she'll tease it. She'll like, oh, here, I'll go in the ring. And I'll show you how to do it. So it's like, okay. So, uh, but my mom did not like it at first. My mom didn't like professional wrestling. My mom did not <laughs> want me to watch uh, WWE. You know, my mom's a really religious woman. And she saw us half the stuff they were doing. You know, uh, the <laughs> ministry and all that. And yeah. I was like, ah, I don't think so. And then she found the school and she's like, all right, if you're really serious about this, let's go. That, that, yeah, I feel like that's usually the breaking point. It's like there's a lot of resistance at first. And then they're yeah. like, okay, put up or shut up. And then yeah. usually like the people we've talked to put up. And then yeah. the parent buys into it a little bit. So it kind of seems like the process that happens. And seeing my mom, like, in the corner of my eye, just go, oh, and ah, you know, and she, like, she has the Bible right there, or she has something to to distract herself, and she's just, like, and she hears, oh, here's, ah, and she looks, and you're good? Yeah. She's, like, all right, good. Next page. All right. Go on. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah, that's a good follow-up question, Chris, because usually people we talk to, it's, it's uh it's not that easy to them for them to convince mm. their parents so it's cool to hear the whole thing uh, uh my parents are as long as they see me happy you know the the way to do whatever it takes and then that's i support them and I, and I love them to death i'm not gonna say that it, yeah there's moments that we had our, you know yeah at the head but at the end of the day you know i love you i love you you do what you do i'll do what i do and at the end of the day we're all together we're all alive and we're all happy yep and getting into the dessert now. That's right. Before we hit the dessert, once again, www.lucha-legends.com to purchase volume one, The Legend of Aguila Azul. All links you need will be in the description of this podcast episode and on twoyearsintheface.com. And head over to the website to purchase on Apple Books, Google Play, and Amazon Kindle. Now I'm hungry for some dessert, so let's get into it. What other things do you do you do? What are your other what what do you like? What are your other types of hobbies? What do you like? You know, what are your guilty pleasures? Uh guilty pleasures. Uh I like hiking. I like walking. Okay. I like going out to nature's. Uh I'm a huge I I love farms. You know, my grandpa hmm. uh he had a farm before he passed. Uh you know, they sadly they had to, you know, sell it and everything, but I was a huge, you know, fan of uh animals and this and that. So if I'm in another state or if I'm right here in Chicago, I got nothing to do, go down by uh, Lincoln Park Zoo or Brookfield Zoo or any zoo around, just see the animals and all that, or go for a hike, you know. That's what I try to do mostly. 
Yeah, no, uh, for sure. I don't think the zoo gets talked about enough. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, like, you know, I think our, we're limited around here, but I feel I feel like I've maybe been the one in Dallas, but I think the zoo is like a super underrated thing, you know, as mm-hmm. long as it's like a decent zoo and the animals are kept okay. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the zoo doesn't get enough love as like a hobby. But right. It's just me. Yeah. Kevin Owens loves Kevin the zoo. Owens would agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I think his favorite animal is a panda. For me, it's the red panda. I love the red panda. They're, they're oh, adorable. I know. Those are almost like a mix between like a, a fox and a panda, right? Yeah. They're like really small. Yeah. 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 About the size of a raccoon. Around a there. raccoon. That's more of an accurate, more like a raccoon and a panda. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right, Chico. So since we're in the dessert, are you ready for Ward Association? For those who are not familiar with what Ward Association means, uh, is this game we play where uh, we have a list, uh, a list of 10 names or things that I'm going to throw at you. And the first thing that comes to mind, you just got to let me know one word answers. Okay? All right, let's do it. Let's do this. All right. No pressure. No pressure. Uh, so we'll, we'll start easy because I gave you a, a inside scoop earlier onto what these one of the words that, that that we had for word association. The first one is pro wrestling. Challenges. Cello pro. New home. Pamonix. My brother. Lucha libre. My vida, my life. That's more than one word, but I'll allow. A couple it. of them have been, but I'm, I'm kind of cutting off the my <laughs> at the front of the. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Life. <laughs> um, Andy, two juice long. Funny. Chicago White Sox. Favorite. Carlos Gali. Family. Bryce Benjamin. Family. Gali Lucha Libre. Home, main home. Your first podcast interview. Nervousing. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all ten. You did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. There was a you know Thank a you. couple couple double word answers, couple. Yeah. Of, but yeah, I think they all met. They all came from the heart. Yes, yes, Papa. Yeah. And I have to ask you, what is your uh, favorite actual dessert? Actual favorite dessert? Yeah. Banana split sundae. What was that? Ooh. Uh, a banana split sundae. Okay, okay. I nice. I haven't had one of those in a hot minute. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's one of those, hey, do we order it? Do we not order it? Can I finish it? It's right there. Just take it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's never like featured on a menu, but places probably still have them. You just never like think it's to a order classic. It. It's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, but you're right. Like you hesitate to to go for it because, like, would I finish it really? Like, are you saying it's too big of a commitment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but eventually, like, you, that's what you tell yourself. But you know, you're gonna finish it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially especially on a hot Sunday. Especially on a hot Sunday, Just eat it up, enjoy it. Absolutely. All right, I think that's the. If you're still still listening to this podcast, which I assume you you uh, you will be, you the listener, that's your homework. Go eat up. Uh, banana Sunday. split Sunday mm-hmm. from somewhere and let us know how it was. And when you're tweeting about this episode, make sure you use the hashtag Viva La Chico. We're trying to get that hashtag over. 
Viva La Chico. Uh, maybe we should do Team Chico too, but Viva La Chico for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely get that hashtag over. Uh, Chico, where can people find you? You got to clear up the Twitter uh, fiasco that I just went through because I tried yeah. to tweet at you during uh, the recording. I think I tagged the wrong uh, one. Is there two of them? Y- okay, so I believe it. I Chico Suave is for my Twitter. That's mine. The the one that says the real Chico Suave. That's a completely. That's D Ray. I know it's D Ray. D Ray, I know it's you, buddy. <laughs> D Ray sneaking up on cities. You know. I know it's you. I know it's you, but uh, uh, yeah, you know it. he's such a sneaky trickster. Yeah, he is. that guy. Yes, heaven, heaven, Pat Onyx had that. You know, had that uh, that uh, Twitter account uh, created, and they always got me like, "Hey, Chico Suave, I'm right." I'm like, "That's not me." I'm like, "That's someone else." So. <laughs> But I what I know of they don't have the they don't have the password to the account anymore. So oh. that account is just there. Uh-huh. Okay. So that tweet is just gonna live in existence Boys, with yeah. no interaction forever. So I'll have to retweet, re redo another tweet after uh, get off. Okay. Any anywhere else you people can find you on Instagram or anything else? Uh if you guys head over to uh Facebook.com slash book chico suave, uh I'm very active right there. You know, you can send me a message. Uh if you have a photo with me, free, please feel free to post it right there. You know, uh, in times like this, I could always use a smile, you know. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's something to, to take my mind off things. Um, but, yeah, it's right there. You guys can find me right there, and you can find all my links on, on my uh, Facebook page. Great. Awesome. I'm glad we were your, fir- your first, hopefully not your last. Hopefully you get to go many places when things get back to normal. And, and eventually but, yeah. we have to come up with – Viva la Chico t-shirts, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're actually Any working merch? on... We're working on merch. We're working on merch. Uh, I'm trying to come out with the... Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, I'm your Chico. A parody of I'm your Papi. A mm-hmm, mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. Uh, we're working on that. They're both in English and in Spanish. Uh, we're coming up with another shirt that's called uh, Chico Don't Tap, which was... Uh, Something that I caught on in the, back, in the in the locker room where we were just setting up a match and they're like, well, we'll put you in a submission. We'll tap you out. And I looked at him and I'm like, Chico, don't tap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promise you, if it, I will get that that saying over. That's hashtag Chico, don't tap. We'll get over. You'll see. What, what about a play on the uh, the Eddie Chavo shirt? Instead of, it says Chico Suave is my favorite wrestler instead of Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler. You know I that story, that. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, I think it was Chavo lost a bet or something, and then he had to wear that shirt on WCW. Yeah, and he was uh, uh, the way he tells it. He was actually shoot pissed mm-hmm. that he had to wear that shirt, but then it worked. And, yeah. And um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I would wear that too. I would wear that. It says Chico Suave is my favorite wrestler, or the other one you said, the other Eddie play. So. Yeah. Always looking down, you know, looking for for new merch. Um, mm-hmm. So I can clog up my drawers. Um, <laughs> uh, love me some wrestling merch. Uh, Chico, any last, um, you know, final words for, for your first episode, for your first podcast? Um, how was this experience? Uh, do we bring in Chico a year from now, see what you're up to? Like, what what, what are your parting words on this episode? Well, I, I got to say to you guys first, uh, thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, I am a virgin to this, and you guys popped my cherry. <laughs> you guys took good care of me, so that's a good thing. 
I, I, I've never been in a situation where I have, you know, I'm in a threesome, but you guys took good care of me. <laughs> um, you guys keep you guys keep doing what you guys are doing. Honestly, uh, I'm not, I'm watching you guys. I'm listening, you know, I three, we, I'm always watching you guys anywhere I go. If I see you guys, guys always get a hug, kiss yeah. me if I have to. Um, to everybody watching, anybody listening, you know, please, please subscribe to these guys. I highly suggest give these guys a couple minutes of your day, and I promise you it's going to be worth it, you know. Uh, you guys, I love you guys very much. Charlie, Chris, you guys are like, like I said, you guys are family to me, you know. Once once we make that connection, you guys are with me forever to the end. Well, we appreciate your time. Nice. Thank yeah. you for jumping on, like, you know. Definitely, you were on that 2021 list, and it happened sooner rather than later. And we appreciate yes. you making that time. So um, we had lots of fun. Like I said, like thank, thank you. You know, for as I mentioned at the beginning, like I've been having like some like long work days, and spending this time with you, hearing your story, hearing you know talking about wrestling, uh, definitely got my mind off of things, and and I'm feeling good. I can go back to work after this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, but hey, you know what? For sure, like you know, if whenever you guys want to do a, a part two, look, let me tell you something. With me, you're gonna have a part two, a part three, a part four because I have so many stories. I've I've seen it, I've done it, I've lived it, and you know, for me to be like, hey, like this is what happened to me. You guys be like, no way, and I'll be like, to ask these guys, yeah, ask anybody, they'll probably confirm it with you. Yeah. No, we just did a watch along with D-Ray where we watched Freelance Underground's first mm-hmm. uh, show. Where I think they were still underground wrestling. And okay. hearing, yeah, the, those are the stories that we really like to hear is from your, not, and this doesn't involve dirt for all the people who are just like wrestlers carry dirt. We're not like uncovering any of that. There's no like drama mm-hmm. or anything like that. But just like he, he like pointed out, he's like all these tiles on the ceiling were knocked out because like we were do, doing all this stuff. And just mm-hmm. like hearing his perspective, we're the fan, but hearing another person's perspective that saw something a different way and it mm-hmm. lived and lived it is always a uh, great audio, I think. So, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 always. All right. <clears throat> well, it's our time to wrap this up. Um, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, two heels and a face. That's number two heels and the face. You can visit our website, two heels and a face.com. You can check out our pro wrestling tea store, pro wrestling slash two heels and a face. And if you have any comments, suggestions, or you just want to talk shit to Charlie and I, you can <laughs> always dial and leave a voicemail at the number, uh, um, the only rule is don't talk shit about anyone else, just us. And yeah. if you have any ideas, any suggestions, they're more than welcome. You know, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, um, Chico. Hand, yes, Chico. You. <laughs> you know, since, since we're in the topic of asking questions and all this, obviously we can't do it, but would you ever be, would you ever consider doing a live group podcast session? At least like three, four people, you two. So we... So we every year we do an end of year kind of mm-hmm. review on indie wrestling in Chicago with okay. with some of our buddies, uh, Hank three one two who and, and Nerd who do the WTR, mm-hmm. uh, and they were golly commentators for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we have Kike on and, you know, Richard and all these people that, that we kind of met, like, you know, over the years and, and got, you know, close with this year due to the pandemic, like we did a live uh, through WTR's Twitch stream end of year review. So we've, we've definitely piloted that idea and it worked out. So I think we're, we're open to that. Uh, yeah, because uh, like I said, the more the more voices I hear, the more attention you guys have for me, the more <laughs> ears you're going to get. I promise you that, guys. I promise you that. <laughs> sure. I appreciate it. I think we're open to open innovating mm-hmm. yeah, in the future. So we'll cross that road when we get to it. Until then, you can find our stuff on uh, Stitcher Radio, right? Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're back on Spotify, right? We were down for a second, but you fixed that, Chris? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, something went wrong, and and I you know clicked something three times, and it worked. All right, and we just did a watch along on YouTube with D Ray. We have two watch alongs on our YouTube channel with him, and uh, otherwise everything else at twoheelface.com. But other than that, I think hashtag Viva La Chico, and every day if you can promote this episode and tweet that out, you'll make us three happy people. Awesome, hashtag Viva La Chico. Hashtag Viva La Chico. (laughs) 